0: Great Plains prairies are struggling to survive, in part because of trees.
1: And then there's different brushes, too. Sericea Lespediza is the one that drives us in the Flint Hills absolutely crazy. It should be right up a heroin and cocaine.
0: You shouldn't be able to get it. <laughs> Hear more on the podcast Up From Dust.
1: This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. Up to Date wants to know what people, events, and issues you want to know more about. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 and tell us. That's UTD to 816-601-4777. Well, this fall, the KU School of Nursing was one of the first 10 institutions of higher education and the sole nursing school that launched its VR Metaversity through Meta's Immersive Learning Project. Meta, of course, is Facebook's new corporate name. These uh, Metaversities are part of Meta's $150 million endeavor to increase access to education and change the way that people learn. One professor called the idea, uh, said instead of spending three hours listening to a lecture on the respiratory system, students can listen to a shorter talk and then spend 30 minutes of VR time inside the body. It's a whole new way to teach and it just may revolutionize nursing education. During us, on a talk about this new development is Dr. Kisa Herlihy. She's an associate professor and director of the Simulation Education Program at the KU School of Nursing. Dr. Herlihy, it's nice to have you. Welcome.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much.
1: Whose idea was it to bring VR headsets uh, to the KU School of Nursing?
0: Um, You know, it's something we've been working on for a few years now. Um, I actually started working, there's a company here in Kansas City called Casey Digital Drive, who really works for digital equity around the area. And in working with them, um, we began looking at what we could do outside of mannequin and um they had a a hackathon challenge and i entered that challenge with a team from the company as well as a few uh friends and really when we won that challenge we used that money to purchase five vr headsets and really explore a little bit and as we were doing that and exploring um, we you know started to learn about other companies and different software that was available Um, and kind of started to see the possibility of what could be. And so um, it's been about a year and a half, almost two years, that we've been kind of on this endeavor. Um, But I I would say I'm leading the endeavor, but there's definitely a team.
1: Why does uh, this idea of virtual reality, why is it especially applicable to something like a nursing program?
0: You know, so there's a lot. Honestly, there's so many reasons, and it really fits in beautifully with a lot of it. Um, one of the biggest reasons, obviously, we've got an enormous shortage of nurses. We need a million nurses. You know, we need a lot more. And there's not room for all those nurses in nursing schools. And there's not room for all those students in clinical placements. And so the ability for us to not only educate more students, but to educate them where they live. So if somebody is living out on the western side of Kansas, they're not in a position maybe to move to Kansas City or to move to one of the cities where they have a nursing school they can go to nursing school where they live. And it also, you know, shows that where you go to nursing school, you're more likely to work. So it'd be great for us to have nurses learning across the state um, and really then being able to put into practice their education and training in the places where they live.
1: You know, the I other think.
0: part of it. We'll oh, go me, ahead.
1: Let me just yeah, cut in. I think a lot of folks listening, Dr., uh, not everyone's familiar yet with VR or virtual reality. Can you describe for us what it's like when a nursing student's puts a, a headset on his or her head and I, how they hel- how that helps them navigate any particular lesson that you're working on?
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorites really has to do with the heart. And so when we, you know, sit in a classroom and talk to students about the heart and their valves and there are um, the way that the blood moves through the heart It's very nebulous. It's it's sort of this idea of what the heart does. And we can definitely show videos and show illustrations of the heart. But um, an example is in VR, we can put nursing students into a home that has four rooms, just like a heart would have. And we can have them travel the direction of the flow of blood. They can see in the different rooms whether the room is very Um, like full of oxygen or low on oxygen, depending on the side of the heart, and then traveling outside into like a beautiful forest of trees, which would be the lungs where we collect the oxygen and then taking it back inside the house. And just to help illustrate some of those things, um, if you've got, maybe you've got one of the valves that is leaky or stuck, and we can, those are the doors in the home. And so either you get there and you can't get that door to shut and the blood just keeps seeping through, Or you go and try and open the door and it won't open, won't open. And then all of a sudden it opens and then the blood rushes through. So you can literally not just put someone inside of a heart, but put them inside of the idea of the heart and really um, totally take away any constrictions of the quote unquote real world.
1: So what you're saying is, you know, any student can read a lot of books about how the heart works, but if you can actually walk through the darn thing you're going to get a whole different uh and a clearer idea of what exactly we're talking about here
0: yeah absolutely and we sort of use the example of the magic school bus and this frizzle and you know shrinking down into these tiny little people and driving your school bus through the body and all that um but we literally can do that you know in virtual reality the other part about it is that you are together um so if i have my headset on when we've done our um Sessions this fall. I've got my headset on. Some of the people we work with are in Australia. They may be in Europe. They can be in Canada. We have students from New Jersey to California. But when we have our headsets on, we're all in a room together. You can give high fives. You can do fist bumps. Um, and it feels like you are sitting down at a table. You're sitting there with the patient. You're sitting there with your group. And so that connection that you would not ever have, you know, and it's it's different on Zoom, but being able to literally sit next to your friend Susan or, you know, whoever is there. so
1: We'll be right back. So you said you need a million nurses. We need a million yeah. more nurses in this yeah. country. How will something like this, this use of virtual reality, uh, help cut into that need going forward?
0: Absolutely. So some of the biggest restraints to getting more nurses is one, the number of nursing faculty. We are short nursing faculty as well. And so we can't admit more nursing students without more nursing faculty. So something like VR really gives us the opportunity through AI and machine learning and a lot of this basically allowing technology to take over some of the evaluation and assessment of nurses. And then thinking of the buildings we're in. So if my classroom right now traditionally holds 114 in Kansas City, and then we have 24 in Salina, um, our partner campus. Right. Um, in virtual reality, I could have 300. You know, so wow. really just being able to open that up instead of trying to put 114 nursing students into a clinical placement, you know, here in Kansas City, we can do half of our clinicals in virtual reality and put twice the number of nursing wow. students in.
1: It sounds like you you're know, describing so it. It the... it up. You're describing the future of teaching, not only when it comes to nursing, but maybe across the board.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Hey, How much has the pandemic played a role in the development of these, of these VR headsets?
0: You know, as far as the development of them, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not as much on the tech side, but as far as really pointing out the need to us to get away from our current model, not just for the reasons that we need more nursing students, but we need to pandemic proof our school. Um, And when the pandemic hit, all of our nursing students immediately lost clinical placements because, of course, the hospitals were not in a place to be bringing in students at that time. And so, you know, we had to shift into a completely computer-based environment, which, which worked. And our students did great, and they graduated, and they're passing their boards, and they're practicing now but being able to transition into a virtual environment where they're in a hospital setting caring for multiple patients you know would have just created a lot more for them and realizing that if there comes a time again or more so when there comes a time again that we are not able to go into a clinical placement that we have something ready to go so that we don't slow down that pipeline of nurses
1: we're talking about the use of virtual reality in the training of new nurses. I saw a stat, doctor, that said that something like eighty to 90,000 qualified students get turned away every year because there's not enough slots in nursing education. And you're, yet you're describing a need of one million uh, more nurses in this country. That's pretty tough to hear. And, and your point is that this new virtual reality will help cut into that number of you can train more students.
0: That's exactly right. And, you know, it just comes down to the fact, obviously, the pandemic has exacerbated the nursing shortage, Um, you know, people leaving the profession for for burnout or personal reasons, Um, you know, and we're really getting to a place again, as our population is growing a little bit older, that we have to have more nurses. And, you know, we're right now in a place where we don't have the infrastructure to make that happen. And so we have to think, you know, quote, unquote, outside of the box. And, you know, we're going fully outside of the box into a whole new reality.
1: Dr. Hurley. how are uh, your students reacting to uh, using these new VR headsets?
0: Um, it's great. They love it. So imagine, you know, a lot of my students, of course, are college age, so 19 to 22. Um, it is inside of virtual reality. We will go and we'll sit um, like on the city and a nightscape and they're taking selfies and giving high fives and really excited about it Um, a number of them will say oh yeah i've got my headset at home and i play you know games or different things in there um you know so they've been really excited about it and they want to do it more and it's engaging you know so instead of sitting and listening to someone talk or watching a zoom you know being inside of there um it's it there is a very realistic game type element to it, to wow. being in this place. And so they like it a lot.
1: Is there any downside to it?
0: There, there's a few. So, you know, as far as cost, it doesn't cost one headset is $300. Mm-hmm. And so it's not exorbitant. It's the cost of maybe one or two textbooks. Um, so that, that part of it is not too um, inhibitory thinking versus our mannequins, which could be anywhere from 30 to a hundred thousand mm. plus the money to keep lights on in a building. But the one thing is that some students do get um, headaches or a little bit of dizziness in Uh, VR. And so the way we've worked around that at this point um, is we do have iPads for those who are, um, you know, get that or feel that way and just can't do it. Um, And it's a similar experience, but it's on a screen versus total immersive.
1: Well, I think Um, I want to become a nurse now.
0: Yeah, come on over. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds
1: like fun. I want to thank Dr. Kisa Herlihy, an associate professor and director of the Simulation Education Program at the KU School of Nursing. Interesting stuff, doctor. Thanks for taking some time with us.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Up to Date is a
1: production of KCUR 89.3. Our theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. The program is produced by Danny Alexander, Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, and Reginald David. Our engineer is Paul Nakatura. I'm Steve Kraski. Thanks for listening.